welcome to our second podcast episode where our guests today are nothing but family literally we have the vp of family relations and then all of the family leads uh so let me give you guys a second introduce yourself your name your classification and then something interesting about you hi i'm ricola i'm the vp of family relations i am graduating may 2023 um an interesting fact about me is i'm adopting a cat on sunday I can go ahead and go next. I am Brianna Hamer. I am going to be a family lead this semester. I graduate this December, which is super exciting. And something interesting about me is I actually just got a cat. Her name is Camila. She's so cute. Yeah. I can go next. Hi, everybody. My name is Adrian Navarro. I am a senior graduating this December. And uh, an interesting fact about me I actually just started my internship two days ago uh, and finished my last internship Friday. And uh, I will be the family lead for Madrid for the second semester in a row. My name is Michael Duffy. This is my second semester family lead. Planning on graduating in May of 2023, making me a senior. Uh, interesting fact, it's always the hardest question. Um, probably say next weekend, got my first CrossFit competition. Yeah, that one goes. Those aren't easy. <laughs> yes, I'll go next. Uh, hi, my name is Long Wynn. I'm currently a junior, so not graduating anytime soon. But a fun fact about me is that I traveled to seven states this past summer. What was your favorite state you went to? Wyoming. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful there. My name is Juan Lara. I am a senior graduating this fall in December. And I didn't really hear because I was trying to connect my mic, but it seems like an interesting fact. So an interesting fact about me is I have a dog and a twin sister. I heard Brooke say she's getting a cat, so I have a dog. <laughs> All right, and so with that, um, I guess you guys can each, or whoever wants to tell us a little bit about your experience and journey with an SPO um, that led you, Brooke, to becoming VP of Family Relations and then everyone else to becoming family leads. And then um, with that, it was, was there also any specific experience with the family mentorship program in itself that kind of brought you to this position where you are today? Um, I can go ahead and go first for that one. I think that um, just experience wise and journey, um, this is my fourth semester with an SPO. And I think that every semester I have become a little bit more involved. And I think that's like the biggest takeaway of SPO is that if you aren't applying yourself and being involved um, and pushing yourself to go to events and talk to people, then you aren't going to get the benefits that SPO does have. And so I've been a part of the family program since my first semester, and I did not really talk to my mentor much, but um, a specific experience and experience within the family program is that um, my mentor, my second mentor, uh, he internshiped at Target, and at the time I was interviewing with Target, so it was really nice to have someone to go to and talk to specifically about an interview that he had already gone through, and for him to walk me through the process as someone who um, wasn't familiar with interviews and he really helped me with um, interview prep, resume prep, and just those one-on-one -on -one mock interviews. And it was really helpful to have someone be there specific for my needs at the time. And it really did help um, in my experience with the family program. 
Yeah. Uh, personally, I feel like I've, when I started college, I didn't really know like much about internships or you know what path to take. And it wasn't until I got involved with student organizations that I had people approach me and kind of teach me, you know, how to apply, you know, fixing my resume and all that stuff. So uh, getting that help early on is what really made me passionate about student development. And that's why I wanted to keep up that tradition and, and pass on uh, that knowledge that I've gained through others, uh, you know, to the future generations and, and to new students that could benefit from it. And that's why, you know, I ended up going for the family lead position. I can add to it. So something that I took away from SBO is how much it helped me grow personally and professionally. My first mentor was Michael Duffy, and he definitely encouraged me to be a mentor. And I, I understood that I had a strong desire to help people grow since I was in the position where I didn't know what I was doing. I was scared to seek help. I had no clue how to even start to get an internship. So everyone within SBO that guided me really helped me grow in that aspect. It helped me get comfortable with the uncomfortable that I like to say. And I now can feel confident presenting in front of people and other students because SBO also brought that um, opportunity. Okay, so thank you guys. Um, I guess a good question to follow that up is, um, what are you guys' plans for this semester? Um, what kind of value are you guys planning on bringing to some of our SPO members? There's a lot of opportunities, not only through recruiting season, but around that as well. So we obviously hear about the career fairs, the mixers and things like that, but there's so much that goes on around that. We also have, you know, the student development events that go on, but certain things too, like seminars that are going on outside of that that you might not hear about all the time, um, certain classes, certain certifications that you can go get on your own. So just trying to put that in front of everybody, let them see what there is out there, what there is to get opportunities to better yourself and differentiate, differentiate yourself from the rest of the crowd. Yeah, I agree with what Michael said. I feel like the students will benefit most from being able to attend those workshops, you know, uh, getting that resume done, uh, trying out some of the, you know, mock interview stuff that we have. And the most benefit that I can think they will get from the family program is just having access to somebody who's already been in that situation where they're trying to get that offer, uh, you know, and they've earned, like, learned the skills required to secure that offer that you're looking for, right? And, and getting the resume looking the best that it can and all that stuff. So my dogs are barking, like I said again, I don't know why it's always whenever I'm in meetings, but some value that I would like to bring would be hopefully there is like some freshmen involved in SPO and hopefully just like getting all of them a head start in recruiting season, how to network and all the events that we have planned for this semester. Uh, on a less professional note, I think eh, one of the things Brooke is trying to push this year is the personal aspect of Bauer SBO, of SBO at Bauer. So <laughs> I think it's it's really important not only to focus on the professional side, but to be able to like build a connection with uh, your mentor slash mentees. Sounds like there's a lot of good things going to happen. I'm excited. Yeah, and that's definitely a really good point too, making sure that, uh, you know, mentors and mentees have a good 
uh, relationship because it can also go beyond what the program um, is and you can kind of make lifelong friends through that as well so i think that's pretty cool as well yeah because i i personally am friends with every person that i've met in the family program i've continued to touch base with most of them and i know if i reach out to any of them they'll answer my text <laughs> Yeah, and literally, um, like Brianna was my first mentor last semester, and <laughs> and I'm literally at her house right now. So uh, yeah, it definitely shows that it goes beyond the family mentorship program. Great, I think I think you guys are ready. You guys are motivated for sure. Um, so for Adrian and Michael, um, you guys were both family leads last semester, and and now you're back for a second time. Um, what did you enjoy most about being, being a family lead that brought you back to the program for a second time? Honestly, the best part of the family program at home from the mentor side is when the mentees get internships. So, you know, you work throughout the whole semester, whatever it might be, go to the events, help out, which all that's fun as well. But the best part is whenever you get to see them celebrate going through getting their internship as well. So that that's kind of brought it back for all this semester. I think I'm going on semester five in the program now. And so that that's what's been bringing me back. I agree. I feel like um, there were a lot of little moments that made me want to do it again. You know, for example, seeing uh, having a one on one with a mentee and showing them how a couple tweaks on the resume, you know, changing the wording. Uh, putting some more action verbs can have such a good impact uh you know teaching them uh how to do a 30 second pitch and just seeing them get that offer at the end of the you know the recruiting season i had one specific uh, mentee last semester and this person just wasn't i was weren't putting themselves out there not applying and uh you know i was able to convince them at the end of the day and they ended up getting an amazing company you know a huge company uh, an experience out of state just a great opportunity overall because they took a chance on themselves and and let me you know try to push them in the right direction so that's really what i enjoy about it and makes me want to come back that's awesome i think you guys bring a lot of skill to the table and a lot of experience a lot of knowledge i think uh, the family program is definitely going to benefit from that what do you think is the most important quality that a good mentor should have? Mm, okay. I think a good quality is having that desire to help and guide others. I feel like that's so important because if you have that want to do it and that passion for it, then it will be like an easy breeze, but also enjoying the role um, they play in helping others and just others achieve their goals and also being enthusiastic, showing that excitement that, hey, I'm here for you or I want to see you succeed, you know? So I think that's a good quality a good mentor should have. <clears throat> yeah, I definitely agree with Brianna. Um, I think having the passion definitely is one of the most important qualities you can have. But I also think that communication and having empathy for others is also super important when working with uh, mentees. It's just um, you're going to be that person that's kind of like hounding them and like asking them if they're coming to events. And it can be kind of awkward at first and it doesn't feel right, especially if you're in a group chat and you're the only one talking. But it is really important to stick with it and to continue to push because at the end of the day, maybe a few after a few events, someone will come out 
And it, once that one person comes out, they came out because you continue to push and communicate with them and tell them the importance of these events. Yeah, I think pretty much uh, Brooke nailed it on the head. I think persistency is a key part to being becoming a mentor because uh, for mentees, it's like their first time being mentored by someone, they're scared to take the first step. And I feel like as long as you're persistent with like just asking them to, you know, come out to events or do mock interviews or something like that, uh, they'll follow through if you start like annoying them enough. (laughs) (laughs) You just gotta bug them until they do it. So for me, I would say it's kind of like the medical field in a way, like you had to actually be willing to want to help people and not just to do it, to get it on your resume or whatnot. So if you have like a passion to help people, then, you know, I think that's ultimately a good quality to have. I think Juan brought up a good point. I think another thing I'm going to kind of put words in people's mouths here, but We've all been mentors before, so this is beyond just a resume thing at this point. We could have walked away and had that on there already, but we came back for a reason. So um, I think everyone's kind of looking for that. And another thing would probably be understanding. Um, You can reach out to the mentees and everyone's going to want something different, a different experience from you. So understanding what that looks like, personalizing that for everybody is really what can help them benefit a lot from it. I agree with you, Michael. I think personalizing it for your mentees is very important because you don't have the same cookie cutter uh, mentee each semester. Um, I realized that last semester I had three different mentees all in three different spots in their degree program um, and their professional experience program. So it was very interesting to see how I could best benefit each of them at each point. And I think breaking that down and understanding where they want to go is very, very important. Yeah, and I definitely like how all of you guys said um, being passionate, because I think with this group, you can tell like every person is passionate about helping people. And I think that in itself makes in your mentee's eyes, make, make them feel more comfortable with you because it shows like, you know, you guys are actually care and want them to do good. So. And that's really good quality you guys brought up. So now kind of transitioning to a little bit um, other than the SPO family events um, in the past that you guys have participated in. Um, what is y'all's like favorite memory of being an SPO in general? I can throw one out. Um, it was a long time ago. It's a little bit of an interesting story too, but freshman year, it was the spring semester when I had just transferred here going into a career mixer which i was completely lost i had no idea what was going on and no idea what to expect i know that i had a portfolio with a bunch of resumes and that was about all i knew that was going to happen um walked in but the the thing that kind of made it interesting one was that i was so scared of it to begin with that was always funny but two um just the the people that were there so most of them have graduated at this point but uh, the one that I can throw out is probably the first person I really met in SPO is Eric Wood. He was there, um, but everyone just made a really good experience. So from there, the mixers were, were never the same. They were so much easier to go through, uh, so much easier to get, you know, to do what you're going through. Everybody. Yeah, I think that for me, I know we said stay away from the family program, but 
I think the most fun I've had at an event would probably be the family close um, last semester, just because we got to, you know, hang out, recognize some people that got offers, uh, you know, got some pizza, played games. It was just a really good time with, you know, people within SPO that I've become friends with. It was just really enjoyable. This one's a little bit weird, but one of my favorite memories is uh, the GM meeting before Halliburton. Um, and I just feel like it's because um, I got to see, like I got to meet a lot more people in my classes that I didn't already know and also get to talk to all my friends that were also in my class that were in at the meeting. And we all got to like, with the slides were already turned in and we just got to just talk about our, our presentations and how nervous we were. And it was a big bonding experience with a lot of people in SVO. And I feel like that's why it's one of my favorites is because it's very unique to if you are taking a case competition. Um, but it was, it was very, it was nice to just get to meet everyone and uh, talk with all my friends about something that had been stressing me out for so long. So for me, I don't really have like a event in particular. But I would just say, you know, I came in as a transfer student to UH, so I really didn't know anybody at UH except the kids from high school that went to UH right after high school. So I guess what I really enjoyed about SPO was just being able to meet like-minded people. You know, I feel like everybody in SPO is like, they have drive, they have ambition, and I, I don't know, I just really believe in you are and who you surround yourself with. So I really just like meeting everybody I still pretty much talk to everybody from SPO that I have met, and that's really what I enjoyed about SPO and still enjoy about it. So that's what I like about it. Uh, my favorite moment from uh, SPO was I remember my first event. Uh, I didn't have a place to sit, and I think Juan was uh, Juan Juan came up to me, and then he he showed me a place to sit down with him and we just connected from there and it's it's really cool how like everyone from like SBO is just so open to like communicating and trying to like um, build a personal connection with you. I do remember that I think that was orientation probably or like the first GM I don't remember yeah. one of those though. Yeah I'd have to agree with Adrian um, when he mentioned the uh, family mentor finale being memorable because that's when uh, we were playing a game and Brianna made me run into <laughs> a metal frame and I had the biggest knot on my forehead for like a week after that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm very sorry about that. Sorry, yeah, that was very memorable. Yeah, that was, I think everybody took that away from that event that we will probably not be playing that game again. <laughs> We shouldn't, because I think I did it to Adrian, too. I was about to say, I think Anna did the same thing to me in the opener when we did that game. Oh, sounds, sounds like, like there's a little pattern. Yeah. But it sounds like the game. I just get a little giggly, y'all. I'm sorry. You're just the never safe. You're never safe around Brianna. Let's just take that away. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> sorry, man. 
<laughs> All right. So you guys kind of mentioned, you know, like wanting to get, give your mentees like internships, and that's kind of like one of the biggest goals. And so with that, uh, can you tell us a little bit about y'all summer internship experience? Like who was it with? Uh, what were your roles and responsibilities? And what were the biggest takeaways from those internships? I interned with HEB this summer where I was on the candy procurement team. Um, unfortunately, I feel like my project might not have revolved much about around procurement, but I definitely got to sit in on those sales calls and um, just see like how they're strategically planning buying candy because something that I didn't think about is that everything is supply chain is in crisis right now and candy is definitely up there. It It is a big ball of mess. And so they were having bi-weekly meetings with so many vendors um, and just kind of seeing that firsthand instead of just hearing about it was very interesting. My project on the other hand revolved more about um, doing a, um, it was more of a consultant role and where I analyzed the opportunities that HEB had within the candy category at the front end of the store. Um, so it wasn't really procurement much. I didn't really talk with like any vendors or anything like that, but it was a really cool experience and um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, kind of echoing uh, what Burke was saying, my project fell under the tech, uh, tech procurement organization. I was at Dell this summer, um, but I was working more on process. I was doing a process engineering internship uh, that revolved more on uh, other processes outside of supply chain, but it was still operations-based. Uh, it was a good experience overall, though, but I also started my new internship uh, two days ago, and I've already gotten so much stuff done that's supply chain relevant. Uh, I actually got to do three purchase orders today, so a little bit of sourcing uh, there, and also got to do some stuff that I learned through the case comps, you know, looking at, like, utilization, demand, and doing some of the analysis and forecasting there. So it's pretty exciting to see how my curriculum actually goes hand in hand with the work I'm doing. I can go ahead and go next. So I worked for Bechtel this summer, which I'll actually be continuing with them through the semester and I'll end in December. But I was in the purchasing function as a buyer and I learned so much. It's kind of hard to put it all into a few words, but Ultimately, like I did get the chance to learn how to evaluate, negotiate, and be a part of the selection of global suppliers. And I managed several packages. They really put me to work. And I had to ensure that the right MR, material requisition, goes into the right project proposal. And I really got that good understanding of the daily life and the purchasing function. It was very fast paced. We were in FEED, which stands for Front End Engineering Design. So they had me doing a lot. I was in constant communication with the suppliers and ensuring they're doing their timely submissions of CQs and TQs, which is uh, technical queries and commercial queries. So there was a lot that came into it, but this was an amazing experience. They truly taught me so much. I feel pretty comfortable and confident within this you know, function. I know I have a lot more to learn, but I'm going to continue on and continue learning. So I was at Phillips 66 for my second summer um, with them. I ended up having five projects by the end of the summer. Uh, first one started with turning some of our SAP squivvies, which are quick view transactions essentially. So it's a pre-made set of filters and, and fields that are shown within a transaction. So turn those into Power BI tables that could connect the old SAP tables to the new SAP tables. 
particularly well. They don't really understand SAP. There's back-end SAP tables that whenever you fill in a transaction, SAP connects those tables and fills in the transaction that you're looking for. So I had to learn some coding in order to get that done through SQL, put that into Power BI. Um, then the next one I picked up was in IT procurement, working on a negotiation there. Um, came back with, I believe, we're 17% savings on that. And then third one was a midstream engineering. So we were working with creating a midstream engineering sourcing strategy for all of our midstream engineering vendors across the company. Then what came next? Uh, then we picked up, or I was dealing with the category management team and fabricated equipment. So we we're working on creating the uh, sourcing strategy for the fabricated equipment category, which is a really big category, so it was a lot of fun. And then picked up one towards the end that was dealing with midstream HVAC and what that looked like as far as sourcing our vendors um, and creating a smaller strategy for that. Obviously, most of our HVAC is needed down here in, in the Gulf Coast areas, um, but it's a large amount of spend for something so small. It's also we have sites out in the middle of nowhere because you just have some random building called a PLC that controls all your valves and things like that. Those have to have AC because if the machines are too hot, they don't work. Um, so a lot of projects around that as well. But overall, a good summer, a lot learned, uh, definitely stayed busy, missed a few lunches, but it was okay. Um, but no, it was, it was a fun summer. So <clears throat> I interned at Olin this summer and I was in the procurement department and more specifically logistics procurement. So we are procuring logistics services by any mode. Um, warehousing isn't really, a logistics mode, but you know, it's critical to logistic operations. So like Michael, I was also in a few projects. One of them we did have, or it's actually still undergoing, but it is a negotiation with our warehouse provider here in Houston. So I think that's really exciting because, you know, at Bauer, I know Michael and I spoke, There's there was this class for negotiating, but it's not offered anymore. So I think it's really cool, you know, being able to see like be there in, in the meetings with a supplier negotiating, not actually me, but you know, I'm just like learning. Um, so since I was in the logistics part of the procurement, another big project that I'm working on is basically analyzing a bunch of logistic carriers for our trucking mode, our bulk trucking. So ultimately we have our incumbent carrier, which is like our tier one who we want to move our product. For some reason, if they don't move it, you know, we had to call somebody else to move the load. So I'm basically analyzing saying, hey, how much of this supplier are we not using them? Like what lane? And so the next step with that is actually we're going to send like all these. Actually, another intern had this was his project. So he got all the lanes that don't have rates associated with them. So the next thing that we're doing is we're going to say, hey, bid on these lanes and then we're going to try to negotiate all those lanes and there was a few other projects like constructing a category plan for logistics that was you know some basic spend analysis and market analysis but i'd say my two favorite were probably the warehouse negotiation and the one that i'm currently working on because it will ultimately lead to more negotiating so very exciting to learn what we don't learn in school Uh, over the summer, I interned for Amazon as an area manager, and although it's more of a managing position than a, a supply chain procurement position, I did learn how to interact with people in different situations. And we also 
And I also got to learn like the intricacies of like one process in Amazon, which could end up being extremely con like complex as just like shipping a package out of like a building. Um, I did a project on process improvement of uh, the shipping docs within Amazon. And uh, that was probably mostly the only supply chain thing I really did was a project. And uh, I had a great summer because it was uh, an internship out of state and um, I really loved the location I was placed in for it. Where were you placed at? Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh, for an outdoorsy person, that's perfect. I'm kind of interested in what the VPs did as well in their internships. I don't know if y'all were going to answer, but I'm I'm pretty interested. <laughs> Go ahead, Phil. Okay, uh, so uh, that's a good question. I also was interning for Bechtel, uh, but I was interning at their uh, WTP project. It's like a waste treatment um, facility um, in Washington. And so I was a procurement of contracts intern. So I did like, kind of the compliance side of supply chain, but then I also got to experience the subcontract side of supply chain as well. And so, um, you know, helping out with the closeouts of subcontracts or helping form bids and things like that was what my summer consisted of. And I was actually on like the site two days out of the week. So it was kind of cool to see like that project being built while I'm working, that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's really also really cool just to be able to work in two different parts of supply chain um, because I think sometimes people don't realize how broad supply chain is and there's just so many layers and parts to it. And so being able to experience different parts of it uh, was good because it helped me realize what I kind of want to go into once I do start, uh, you know, full time. But that's a little bit about my summer. What about you, Nick? So um, I interned at a company called Spirit Aerosystems. They are a tier one uh, plane manufacturing company. They are Boeing's largest supplier. And uh, my project was focused around claims and assertion. Um, what that means is anytime the supplier makes a mistake or there's some kind of problem or something that causes disruption for Spirit, um, we charge the supplier back for our time or for the mistakes that they have made. Um, so my project was basically rolling all of those claims together against our suppliers and um, creating a database that tracked and allowed for easy input and access to all the data associated with those claims. Um, just so that way my manager and uh, my procurement department was able to assess these suppliers and see where they're making uh, where they still owe us money when we're going to get it back and um, how much we're going to take um, it was a lot of a lot of money i was actually kind of blown away about how much they were getting back um, from their suppliers but yeah it was a great experience i learned a lot um, i also participated in some sourcing events where we sourced around 3,000 parts um, all within a one week um, that was a very intense and stressful week, but it was a great time. I really enjoyed my time there. So why did each of you guys choose supply chain? The big question. I'll start like off. Never mind. You got it, Brianna. No, you got no, it. You got it. I was just going to say how I feel like supply chain matches my personality. It's something that I always say. It is very broad. There's a lot of different directions, routes you can go, and it ultimately leads to a lot of challenges 
and it's constantly evolving. So that's something that I want to be a part of. Um, what I was going to say is I come from a family of engineers. And so all I knew is that I didn't want to be an engineer. Um, and I went entering college. I knew that business being a pre-business major was the best option for me because I still I got to um, follow a degree plan and still have time to wait and choose my major. And I'm so glad I did because I think the biggest thing that really made me pick supply chain was one COVID-19 happening. Um, that's when supply chain really got blown up in the news. And that's when I started knowing what actually was going on. And it really poked a lot of holes within our supply chains. Um, and then also Dr. Miller's intro class. As soon as like uh, me and my mom were talking and it was like, yeah, I should check out this intro to supply chain class. And I took it the next semester and I just loved everything about it. I loved how um, like what Brianna was saying, how broad it was, how many different areas of supply chain you really can go into. Um, and I think it's just a very interesting subject and I'm very glad that that's how that's how it worked out for me. Uh, well, initially I was a finance major. Uh, and then what changed me was like everyone, Dr. Miller's class. Um, Bauer SBO also had a part to do in it after going to like the first GM, uh, which was free, by the way. Uh, it kind of changed my perspective on what I wanted to do for college. And there's, like everyone also said, there's endless possibilities. Uh, and that's what kind of totally shifted my idea for my major because um, since there's so much to do, you can be, and so much to learn, you can kind of, hmm, you can kind of like just wiggle your way around and just like be everywhere and learn everything and there's just so much like knowledge to take a hold of you guys all brought up really good points and i also like how you guys mentioned that there's just so much you can learn about supply chain and i think that's probably like the most fascinating part about it um so one more question to wrap this all up um, what is one piece of advice you would give listeners who might be new members of SPO and like thinking about joining the family program or who just might be members of SPO but just not as active? I personally think that the most important piece of advice is to network. You know, I saw it during my internship this summer, you know, people who weren't uh, networking a lot just weren't as involved, you know, didn't get to learn about other roles, you know, openings in the company and whatnot. And I had a friend who did 50 in, uh, 50 one-on-ones during the summer, you know, just trying to meet everybody because he was applying into this program. So we talked to everybody who was on the board before applying, you know, so getting yourself out there, it can be, you know, time consuming and challenging, get you out of your comfort zone. But even when you're at school, you know, meeting others in supply chain, you know, meeting uh, upperclassmen, these people, you know, they may be graduating next semester and you have a year, year and a half left. If you have a good relationship with them and they know that, you know, you're driven and you work hard, maybe that's an opportunity for you to find, uh, you know, an in with a company or, you know, you can talk, uh, just have a point of contact. So I really think networking is the most important thing coming out to the events and coming out to the general meetings. I think that 
something Brianna mentioned earlier is just putting yourself in uncomfortable positions or making the uncomfortable comfortable. Um, that's something that I, I really live by. As a freshman, I was super introverted. I stayed in my dorm. I went to class and that was it. I didn't really go out and try to make friends. And because of that, I wasn't happy. And so when COVID kind of everyone came back in person, I really made it a mission of mine to really push myself to be uncomfortable. And even though I consider myself a little bit more on the introverted side, um, pushing myself to talk to new people, to put myself in leadership positions and um, meet as many people as I possibly can. And I think that as scary as it is going to an event alone, by the end of the semester, you're not going to be going to those events alone. You're going to have a group of friends. You're going to meet the people. And um, it's it's very scary at first. Uh, trust me, I didn't do it my freshman year for a reason. But I think that it's a very important step to take and growing and also just finding out that like in the end, it always works out. I'll let mine be short and sweet, but my advice would be just to go for it because you're never going to be 100% ready. I stand by that for everything. And you just got to let that fear drive you. And once you just go ahead and do it, you're going to realize, oh, it's not that bad. I can do this again. So just remember that it's in the end all about you and you need to do what's necessary to get there. Jump, jump in head first, right? So that's the only advice that I could give, you know, jump in head first. Uh, I transferred in and my first semester here at UH was online during COVID. And, you know, I already knew about SPO because, you know, like I do my research a lot, but I actually did not join because I was like, everything's going to be online. I'll just wait until stuff is back in person. And I, I don't like to have regrets, but that is something that I do regret. So just jump right in. Like Adrian said, networking, you know, I know my alumni mentor last semester, he actually told me he got his job by uh, another SPO student. So, you know, you never know what you will learn from these people in SPO and what opportunities they can bring to you. So I guess like Weihan said, jump in head first. Yeah, I would say kind of building off of what Adrian said is get involved early and often. It's never too early to get involved. In fact, the earlier you can get involved, probably the more benefit that you'll see through the program. Um, these people remember who you are. The recruiters remember who you are. You gain a lot of this knowledge coming to these events so young. And you're able to see your, your resume kind of build throughout that. Another thing kind of tacking on with that is you get into it what you, or you get out of it what you put into it. So SPO has all these great events, but you have to take advantage of them. So like everyone said, go to them, get involved, um, take advantage of what's put in front of you. Miller's got his six in the green belt. We have EEP, things like that, that aren't available to everybody. So try to get involved in those things um, as early as you can and do as much as you can. And I think that's all just great advice and good advice that members and listeners can kind of take and they can take something away from all of that. Um, but other than that, this concludes our episode. Thank you guys, each and every one of you, for taking the time out of your day to go on this podcast and to tell us a little bit about yourself and the family program and all of that. Um, other than that, that's all from me. Did you have anything else, Nick? Yeah, thank you guys so much. Um, I'm looking forward to this semester. I think you guys have a lot of great things um, put together for our mentees this coming semester, and I'm looking forward to all the events.
am I, I'm like lagging right now, but I just wanted to say thank you so much for having us. Um, and also just a quick shout out to all the family leads because they're so amazing. They have such great backgrounds and they truly have a heart for helping others. Um, I think the semester is going to be really great and I'm excited to see what comes out of this. And for sure, Bill, Nick, Brooke, thank you all for having this amazing podcast and hosting us. Very cool. I actually always listen to podcasts, but I never actually got to participate in one. So pretty cool. Thank and you. The other, other episodes too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you all. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you. Guys. Thank, you. thank you. And I hope the listeners kind of, you know, want to join the family program, but. Other than that, that's all. Thank you guys.